today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. Derek here. So we knew uh, this was coming. Uh, the Supreme Court has done what uh, we knew would happen based on the draft opinion. They have now officially reversed Roe versus Wade. Abortion is no longer constitutionally protected. There are at least 13 states that now automatically will either severely restrict or outlaw abortion. There are 13 more that have restrictive laws. We will see if they enforce them that are extremely restrictive, but this was a five to four opinion. Uh, Justice Alito, as he did in the draft opinion, did not mince words and made it very clear. He said Roe was an egregiously wrong decision from the start 50 years ago. So there you go. It was even worse than a 5-4 opinion because it's five voted with Alito and another one concurred with Alito. So it's really a 6-3 opinion. Uh, what was the difference between Justice uh, Chief Justice uh, Roberts and the other five? From what we could tell, Chief Justice Roberts really focused in on the stare decisis part of it. Yeah, We it, should explain well, stare decisis. Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what Roberts was talking about, so Alito's opinion gives no exceptions for any health of the woman, rape, for incest. the rape, incest, fetal abnormalities. It also draws no line. There's no line drawing distinction. It has always been the case that abortion was protected for the first trimester uh, of, a, of pregnancy. Uh, Roberts takes issue with the fact that the majority, the five uh, judge majority, justice majority, has completely outlawed that with no line drawing exercise whatsoever and given no uh, protection at all. It could be the case, and the dissent makes a lot of, a lot of bones about this, it could be the case that a state tomorrow says abortion is always illegal from the moment of fertilization, from the moment of conception. It is illegal regardless of the circumstances. It and seems to be what the major the five majority it is, court is saying. Well, yeah, and they're lamenting yeah. that they could criminalize the, the women. They could criminalize the doctors. Everything the is on the table yeah. now that the fundamental right to an abortion is gone. The states are left to do whatever they want in handling the issue. States will Some states will criminalize, yeah. criminalize it uh, without doubt. So, so th this is just to, to talk about the legal aspects of this just for a second. What Alito is saying is there is nothing in the Constitution which specifically talks about the right to an abortion. And strict constructionalists, those people that read the actual words of the Constitution and don't read much into it, say unless something is specifically protected in the Constitution, it is not going to be found by this court to be within the penumbra or within so, sort of the, the implicitly provided. In the they're not going to read we, a fundamental right into it. We should explain the implications of this. So the way this all came down was uh, a long time ago the Supreme Court um, said that there was a right of privacy that it interpreted based on how the Constitution had been read. Privacy is not used in the Constitution. So they created this right of privacy. And um, it, it was controversial for a long time. There are so, the, the people who are the strict constructionists say you can't create a right of privacy because it's not mentioned in the Constitution. But a lot of other rights emanated from the right of privacy, the right of you know, pri privacy in your bedroom, um, uh, homosexuality, all sorts of things right. uh, emanated from the right of privacy. And it seems and, – and by the way, um, it, it, it felt like Ruth Bader Ginsburg – even felt Roe was wrongly decided, that she didn't think it should have been hung on the right of privacy. She felt it should be hung on equal protection of the law, which is explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. So she worried about that. So now that the court has essentially said you can't bootstrap something 
you know, into a constitutional right. I think the question is going to be beyond abortion. Oh, they're all gone. There are so many other things that flow from this right of privacy, and it feels like the court is not is no longer acknowledging they're, that they're, they're all gone. So, so it's they're it, all in jeopardy, and they say so in yeah. the dissent. That, so, that so the, fam, famous case Griswold versus Connecticut. The Supreme Court said a person has a right to buy contraception and to use contraception in the bedroom. They have a right to privacy. That decision is now overruled. You had uh, the, the Bowers v. Hardwick, which said that. Uh, gay sex in the bedroom was constitutionally protected right to privacy. Now states can come along and outlaw homosexual conduct in the bedroom. Outlaw today. Uh, and by the way, the and choice. by the way, that's not you know just a, a something that you're were blowing smoke saying oh that could happen. The um, Republican Party in Texas has just basically said that homosexuality is deviant yes. essentially. Yes. And so if they assume power there, which yeah. they already have yep. um that and, and this is an ancient history bowers v hardwick is a decision in the 1980s yeah <laughs> right sodomy yeah. was criminalized until the, the 2000s it, when it, lawrence v texas overruled it, it, it's 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 right. been on the books this, very recently this, in this this case it overturned roe emanated from a law in mississippi that specific one it obviously applies nationwide but the law being challenged was from mississippi mississippi you don't think mississippi right now if given the opportunity right would outlaw Gay sex in and, the bedroom, and by the they way, absolutely would. And we're not trying to diminish um, what the court did with abortion because it's an enormous ruling um, and will affect millions and millions of people. But, but it has implications it, far it, beyond it it. it. it really does, and you know, I think that that needs to be discussed. That the 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 premise of this decision has far-reaching impacts on the whole social fabric of this country. Yep. I want to make one more point. So the the, the dissent was jointly written by Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor, the liberal justices. And jointly, by the way, that's, and they and each that's, were, that, that's rare. That's extremely rare that one person doesn't take the pen and say the other two, two join. This is a joint dissent. And in it, uh, they actually take personal issue with the justices on the other side. I was reading, they said... There's that famous opinion, Casey, which was overruled, relied on the precedent, stare decisis, and just following Roe as an old precedent, not necessarily diving into its reasoning as much, but just saying people rely on this and we need to follow it because 50 years of people have and relied the on it. the court shouldn't go back and forth changing its opinions every time there's a new set of justices. That's right. And yep. what these justices said is the justices who wrote Casey were justices of wisdom, and they point them out by name. You never see that in a Supreme Court opinion. They say Justice Kennedy, Justice O'Connor, who wrote Casey, was a justice of wisdom. What they are saying by implication is that these justices who just wrote to overturn Roe v. Wade, it's less collegial than you ever see well, in, in dissents. They get I don't know. Really, I don't, really I don't know. I, I don't know less collegial. I've seen plenty of opinions where they go after uh, the, the by dissent. name. Yeah. By yeah. name, they said those are the justices of wisdom. I thought it was stunning. Yeah. I really do. This is a um, this what? is a, a monumental a decision. It, a monumental. And they're, they're, to your point about the social fabric, uh, which is unwinding before our eyes, not just on this, obviously, we are seeing our social fabric being undermined left and right. Uh, it's hard for me to come to terms right now. My entire life has been a, uh, the Roe era, and I just can't. I was I, in law school. I, I'm I, I, We've heard about this threat was, for 50 years, and now it has happened. Yeah, I was a first-year law student when Roe came down, and I remember my constitutional law class, you know, talking about the case. And some of those issues never went away yeah. that they talked about. I mean, it, it goes back and forth this way. But, you know, the way the Constitution is interpreted um, has a huge impact on our country, a huge impact. It is being interpreted very differently now 
than it has been over the last 50 years in a fundamentally different way. And because of that, because, you know, to me, it's kind of absurd that you could look at something 200 plus years, you know, in the in the past and say that it applies exactly to today. It just I understand that there is such a thing as strict construction of the Constitution, but the framers of the Constitution were banking on this country not folding after 20 years, that it would go on for a long time, maybe hundreds of years, centuries and centuries. And if they really believed that, it's hard to believe that they felt it should be frozen in time back in the 1700s. It just feels really weird and wrong. Uh, Yeah. It's jarring. This is a jarring day. We're we're all going to be processing it for a while because we've heard about it our entire lifetimes, basically. And, uh, but, you know, the litmus test when there's nominations. Is this guy going to overturn Roe? Is uh, always the I, talking I, point. I, I, and you never I, saw it. I worry about this the potential day. violence, too. I really do, because yeah. there are going to be people traveling across state lines in order to have abortion. Procedures. By the way, Mexico is seeing this he- this surge, especially from Texas yeah. already. Already, and, and this, to, and to, I worry about I, the societal implications. I, I worry, I worry about the people who, ha, people who believe that abortion is murder, and I don't take umbrage with that. That is their opinion. If you believe that, and you've now been given voice to that by the court, and is the law, you know, the Constitution no longer protects it. What stops violence from coming about? What stops people from taking these matters into their own hands? Well, you see at the border and things like that. You know, Jason. I, I can't get my head oh, around. No, no, no. But, Jason, it intersects with all the other things going on in the country. Yeah. That it's not, that, you know, you've got abortion, which I think you're right, is a trigger for something like that. And then you've got what's going on in January 6th and everything else. When all of these things come together, um, I, I, you know, I just believe we are on the verge of civil war uh, uh, in this country. The societal impacts is, is is insane. Jason, we talk about this all the time, that one of the single biggest reasons that women joined the workplace in droves was the right to choose. And, and, and this is going to have far-reaching implications on women's ability to participate as fair and equal members of society. It just does. Before they could get, uh, you know— legal access to abortions, it was harder for them to work because you would get pregnant and then you couldn't work and so forth. This could have dramatic implications for how society is structured. For better or for worse. For better or worse. I mean, listen, it's a close And by the way, and yesterday, and yesterday, the Supreme Court said, you know, we're going to read the the Second Amendment exactly the way it was written, you know, 200 plus years ago and not acknowledge that there have been, there's been unbelievable violence out there and maybe... We need to worry about people who carry concealed weapons in public. The court said, nope, can't do that. Um, The Constitution doesn't say that. So the Second Amendment, you know, is strong and healthy the way it was 200 plus years ago. And anything else, fair game. Elections have Consequences. consequences. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. Donald Trump has three justices on the current court that just made this. Made all the difference. Made all the difference. All of the elections, difference. Elections, just in a democracy, uh, elections are everything, and it is what it is, right? Samuel Alito did exactly what he said he would do during his confirmation. There's no surprise here. These guys He's been are waiting for the votes. Right. Yeah. Neil Gorsuch, I've known Neil Gorsuch for 30 years. The dude is conservative. He does not believe that a right to privacy is read in the Constitution. He was nominated by a duly elected president. He was confirmed by a duly elected Senate. He is now on the Supreme Court. He gets to issue this opinion. This is the way democracy works, and it sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. It is what it is, but we've never been in a time like this. I mean, I I think maybe, you know, when you look back at the Civil War, um, there was, you know, 
an enormous issue in this country that that basically unwound it and and you know now we've got multiple issues that are unwinding this society yeah and it is going to be sturdy for a while guys because the four, the five justices who wrote this opinion and signed on to this opinion are pretty young and they have life tenure there's, uh, there's Kavanaugh one that, there's one that's not but four but five who, are. who's the oldest yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Thomas is the 70s. oldest and he's in his 70s yeah he's the oldest one and by the way they have an extra vote because Roberts will be around and Roberts is younger than Thomas yeah. so there's really six votes that signed on to this decision so don't expect it to go away anytime soon okay fi final question um what are you worried more about are you worried more about what the Supreme Court could do in the long run or what is going to happen to America in the short term in terms of, again, what I think is we're on the teetering on civil war? Short term, by far. I am too. Yep. Supreme Court's a, a robust institution. It'll be fine. Decisions come and go. The right to abortion, it's tragic for millions of women who feel that their rights have been trampled on. But we'll, they'll be, we'll be fine as a society when it comes to abortion. But this January 6th stuff, the threats to our democracy, all that stuff. Well, it all, it's all it all built it all together, built, though. It's all yeah, built they're, together. They're signaling these things yeah. with these very controversial opinions. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Speaking, the, the of, speaking of January 6th, I, I got to tell you, the <laughs> hearings yesterday were uh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, the idea that it, the idea that a president of the United States would try and weaponize the Justice Department, which is supposed to have this independence, to rig the Justice Department. I don't care what your political views are. And I really think people need to kind of back off and say, look, you may be conservative, you may be liberal, whatever it is. You, the starting point has got to be you got to believe in the rule of law. And in, in, in our democracy, you've, the Justice Department is not... Uh, you it's know, not the president's it, law firm. Yeah, it's not the president's. <laughs> it's just not. But you go in there and you think, I've got this whole law firm and that the, works for me. The idea that Donald Trump went to the Justice Department and said, just say the election was rigged. We'll do the rest. The Republican congressman and I will do the rest. Yep. It's saying to the Justice Department, I want to corrupt you. I want you to say it whether you believe it or not. And they had told him we don't believe it. But they said, just say it. Right. Just say it, and then we'll take care of What does that mean, and how can a president, forgetting about whether it's Donald Trump, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, whoever it is, but the Justice Department rigging, excuse me, the president rigging the Justice Department 
to me is just again it, it goes tension, to the though, rule right? it goes to the rule of law the tension is the attorney general's in your cabinet he's a guy who serves at your pleasure so it, you feel like he is your employee that you can tell to do your bidding it doesn't work that way the department of justice is a separate body from the president of the united states he treated it like someone he could do his bidding. It's a, and these yeah. guys who stood up on that or who testified yesterday showed a tremendous amount of courage. I think it's important tremendous. on that point to know that uh, the attorney general, the acting attorney general at the time, Bill Barr, uh, Jeff, Jeff Rosen. Well, Jeff Rosen, oh, okay. Bill, uh, right. Jeff Rosen and his his two lieutenants, Richard Donahue and Stephen Engel, are hardcore conservatives. conservatives. These people were part of. Ken Starr's investigation yeah. into Bill Clinton. These are right wing, and I'm not saying that pejoratively at no, all. No, no, you're right. These are hard right wing. And they, in mass, stood up and said, Mr. President, what you're doing is illegal. We will not do it. If you, if you, and what they, what the president wanted to do was just simply replace the attorney general with a lackey who was in the room at the same, during this meeting. And they said, if you do that, we will resign in mass and you will have hundreds of career DOJ attorneys and advisors resign in mass and you will not have a functioning justice department right. that's the only thing that stopped this from happening no it's true yeah. and, and and it really is shocking um and you know just all of the crazy um insane uh you know ploys to you know look at the italian satellites that my and and, and that he somehow that got the incredible. defense department he to indulge in these conspiracy but he theories got the and defense <laughs> department to investigate that i yeah. mean that's crazy so, so for those who, who didn't see it they, there was a, a theory floated around the internet that that somebody in Italy had been hacking into voting systems to change votes from Trump to Biden through satellites. Through satellites, uh, the there was. A it sounds like real tinfoil hat stuff. No, well, it is tinfoil. I know. The, and, the and, Defense, and yet the Department of Defense had, had to, to investigate right. this. And, and said, "Mr. President, it's tinfoil hat stuff." And he still went to the Justice Department and said, "I still want you guys to look into this. Just come out and say you're looking into this." So basically, sowing the seeds of doubt in the election based on a, a, a concocted absurd what what. Donahue said, yes, I, well, he's a master theory. manipulator of the media. And, and when you see that, he told DOJ officials, just say it was corrupt and leave the rest to me. What he's saying is it doesn't matter. The investigation matter results right. don't matter. What matters to me is that you announce that there may be corruption. I'll take care of pushing the message. That is antithetical to the rule of law. The investigation <laughs> should determine whether there was corruption, whether there was fraud in the election. He didn't care about that. And he said to them, just say you're doing the investigation. And, and, I'll do the rest. So, just say it's corrupt. So it's I guess wild. so the question then is, how is this not criminal on Donald Parts Donald Trump's part right now? I mean, there's going to be more. There are going to be more hearings. There is more explosive testimony, according to the Congress. Uh, the the members documentary. Of, well, the documentary and members of Congress have already said there's going yeah. to be other, you know, incendiary evidence. But at this point, I think you'll how, see charges at this point. I, I mean, at this point, how do you say there that Donald Trump didn't commit crimes? His supporters will still say any charges. Well, are they may are politically motivated. No, well, blah blah of blah. Course. But 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 you have to do it at this point. You kind you of have, have to, do, to it. do it because there's enough criminal conduct on its face it, that you have to. do he it. He had intent. He clearly knew. He was told by everybody at a point. You can't say, "Well, I just yeah. disregarded everybody. I believed it." You can't How do, do you that. Ignore the evidence. You can't. Yeah. Anyway. But Jason doesn't look <laughs> sanguine I, about the. There's nothing more to yeah. say. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, there's nothing more to say. Speaking um, of criminal, oh, you want to? <laughs> this is, uh, you know what? Let's let's. Well, let, we've let, done the right now. We got to do the left. Okay, it's, well, it's fair and balanced. Okay, Come on. Nancy Pelosi's husband yeah. uh, has been charged. Paul uh, Paul Pelosi. Paul Pelosi has been charged 
uh, with DUI with injury, and that means uh, if he's convicted, minimum five days in jail. That's the law in California. Uh, he was picked up in uh, Napa. He got in a serious car accident. Uh, he blew a point .082, which is just over the legal limit. Uh, and he was uh, arrested, and now he has been charged. There was something interesting that happened when he was asked for his ID. This is fascinating. So in the arrest report, remember, .082 is not that drunk, so he had his full faculties. The officer, he crashed his Porsche into a, an SUV, and the officer says, uh, give me your identification. Hand over your identification. Paul Pelosi, according to the report, pulls out his driver's license and something called an 1199 Foundation card. And an 1199 Foundation card is... 1199 Foundation is a pro-cop organization. Essentially, it's a, a like a union to show yeah. that you support police officers. Donated to the Some cops. people use these yeah. to say, like, hey, can I get out of a ticket? I'm pro-cop. Right. So he handed this to the there's, officer. The there's officer a reason, noted it. And there's a reason you hand it to somebody. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to curry, curry favor. favor. It's right. not a bribe. I don't want to, like, sort of overstate. You're not bribing you a, a, a break. public official. You want a break. You, you want a break. You want a break. You want a break. It's a bribe that happened a while back. It's an old bribe. You're trying to benefit from it. And the officers, typically, you won't see this in the report all the time because the officers will maybe give you the break. Maybe there isn't a report written. Maybe or they, they don't just write don't write about it. it. But Nancy Pelosi obviously has a more fraught relationship with law enforcement. She's been behind a lot of defund the police uh, rhetoric and so forth. So when perhaps the officer noticed, this is Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, I'm going to write about it. I'm going to say that this guy tried to hand me this card well, right, during my arrest. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, say it again. He did, did hand it. Did, did, did. This guy handed he gave, me this he, card. He gave, well, he gave his driver's license and, and the card. <laughs> so It's staggering, sort of. It's staggering because he should have the wherewithal. This guy has been the Speaker of the House's husband for many years. He's an right. old, wealthy guy. He should know better than to pull a move like this, which could become a public, public spectacle like this. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so that, <laughs> I found it jaw dropping. That's that. I I, I want to stick with the law, but I want to go forty thousand feet in the air. Oh, um, I love this story. So Camille Vasquez, <laughs> who is just a star now, she Johnny Depp's lawyer, who did a great job in the trial, um, and I mean unquestionably did a great job in the trial, and uh, basically cleared Johnny Depp's name by the way she handled this case. Yep, and so she is on American Airlines this week. Um, in first class with her bodyguard, and uh, a man in his 70s, it looks like he was walking to the bathroom and collapsed and fell on the floor and hit his head. And she sprung into action. Boom. Yeah. She's Superwoman now. It's 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 well, wild. Wonder Woman yeah. is what they called her. No, right? yeah. one, of, one of the flight attendants called her Wonder Woman, and yeah. she jumped in. She tried to help the passenger, um, and you know, ultimately there was somebody in the back of the plane, a surgeon, who uh, took over at some yeah. point. But, wow, Camille Vasquez. She is handling this so perfectly, too, because she doesn't seem self-promoting. The stories that are coming out about her are people sort of trying to get pictures with her, but it doesn't seem like she is touting herself in the same way. I think she's handling it expertly. There's a there's a, there's a a yeah. TikTok video of a woman walking on the plane and her jaw dropping and being like, oh, it's Camille Vasquez. Right. And Camille handles it with aplomb. She sort yes. of stands up, takes the selfie, but isn't isn't sort of uh, self-promoting in, in the way that is so off-putting. She's handling this transition to a real celebrity. Now she is spotted by people. Uh, and, oh, she and, is and a celebrity. Th she now, is, right? Oh, of course. In this day and age of, of social media, we expect everybody to self-promote. She's And maybe she is, maybe she's not, but she's doing it with such 
a natural aspect, a grace to her, sort of a to grace it, grace to her that she almost seems it's nonchalant. It's, it's nonchalant. nonchalant. She doesn't. She's not on TikTok it, saying, "Hey, check it out my next trial." Seems authentic. <laughs> yeah, it's it a does. Sea of inauthenticity. It seems like she wants to be a lawyer. It, it and... Like right, she's just a real lawyer who happened to be a great job and is now sort of basking in the glow of it. Yeah, no, I mean... I, you know I'm a hater, and I look for reasons to sort know, of, like, dig into do. people. I can't find it with no, her. I find great. her very likable and charming. She, she's great. I mean, honestly, she is... Uh, you know, there are cases that make somebody's career. That clearly did. Um, she is a sought-after lawyer now in a big, big way. Yeah. And you think about it, and, you know, people who need a civil lawyer who have watched this trial, and millions did... Yeah. I mean, it can be dizzying. It can go to your head. And she's not like Johnny Cochran, who was a great lawyer. Oh, as well. no, no, no. But Johnny Cochran promoted himself, was a tremendous lawyer. No, no, no. I He was a friend of mine. Wonderful person. No, let me tell you something. There are there were few people <laughs> as committed to what he did as Johnny Cochran. I mean, I, I do not look at him as a, he was not a self-promoter. He was. He a, knew he was Johnny Cochran, though. He knew he was Johnny Cochran, he, but Johnny Cochran had a mission. Yeah. I mean, you don't, it, people think of Johnny Cochran as representing O.J. Simpson, which he did. Johnny Cochran was a huge civil rights advocate for decades and did so much mm. and was fighting fiercely when there weren't a lot of people fighting. So Johnny, Co I mean, I know what you're saying. No, I he get became, it. I get it. He became famous by his because of his talent. I have one more yep. Camille Vasquez point. Uh, six months ago, mm. she was an associate at a law firm. It's a good law firm. It's not one of the top tier law firms, but, firm. but a good law firm, a name law firm. Uh, she is now flying first class with her bodyguard, mm -hmm. also in first class next door. The come up over six months is like nothing I've Immediately ever seen after in the, the trial, world. she was named partner. You know what yeah. it is to be named partner. It's a, a arduous year, journey. A year before she would have otherwise been eligible for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know why they named her partner? Yeah, she's the best. They're they desperate to keep her. Yeah, they're desperate to keep <laughs> desperate her. Desperate to they keep know her. there are minimum. multiple law firms that would love to get her yes. right now. Yes. And they want to get her for two reasons. One, because she's a really good lawyer. Two, Law firms are into getting clients, and she is a client magnet right yes, now. Yes, so I guarantee I, she now has three associates under her yeah. who work exclusively for all, Camille. All she does is fly back and forth in first class. <laughs> yeah. she, she, do I want to clerk for the Supreme Court yeah. or be an, uh, or work under Camille Vasquez? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Is your coffee too hot this morning, man? <laughs> She's got a good life now. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks.